Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. The quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to this weekend's episode of. Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy, but here's my number. This is baby. <laughs> and a whole heap of exciting, but quite predictable matches. So instead, uh, let's talk about something, Sige, before we dive into the Rampage show, that is uh, rather unpredictable, and not many people could have seen quite this figure coming out. Let's talk AEW's billion dollar, a billion dollar no. TV deal. Not, wow. I am not selling that. I'm not selling a Dr. Evil impression in the year of our Lord 2020. Sorry, that's my WWE side coming out. That's topical, isn't it? The kids really like Austin Powers and Dr. Evil, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Um, look, it's not confirmed yet, but I think that is a. I think a lot of people who are more business minded than myself have crunched the uh, data, ran the numbers, um, and it seems about right. No. Yeah, no idea. The, Just numbers on a screen to us, isn't it? Indeed, I think it's became very, very apparent looking at AEW's continued success in the face of declining cable viewers. They're consistent, mm. even they're like it's such a small range. It's between two point eight and two point three two. That's what it is, and that gets them in the top ten, the top five every single week, and it's fine. And they are, it's more than fine. I think perspective is needed about how strongly they perform compared to, you can only beat what's put in front of you. <laughs> it's like in a League Cup draw against yeah. the League Two opposite. You can only beat what's put in front of you. So they're doing that every bloody week. Uh, not, on, not on Fridays. <laughs> not on Fridays. Sorry, we're going to do this show for about six more weeks. And then we can talk collision instead. Yeah. And the second coming. Yeah. So this TV deal is obviously great. Great news for All Elite Wrestling, but is it good news for the fans? As I said before a million times, I'm not necessarily convinced that scrapping uh, Dark and Dark Elevation are necessarily going to free up Tony's day and allow him to concentrate on doing four genuinely elite quality hours of weekly television. The jury's out. 
Obviously, the elite's influence over their own creative has elevated Dynamite greatly mm. post-Revolution, um, which has been uneven. If you have the same effect, um, a CM Punk rather has the same effect on Collision with his own different philosophy, there could be some sort of like a civil culture war Ooh. where it's no longer AEW versus WWE, but AEW versus AEW mm. fans which is uh, ridiculous, but it will happen. I have been on the internet long enough to accept my fate and the fact that I have to read this stuff. I don't. I'm just chronically addicted to Twitter. The best case scenario, and I still have reservations about whether this can work. There's just too much precedent to suggest that it will not. The best case scenario is that uh, Dynamite, creatively influenced on a big scale by the elite, side-by-side with a collision creatively influenced by CM Punk. CM Punk versus MJF, both performers had considerable input in that program. Mm -hmm. Everything the Elite have done, they've obviously had major creative influence over. So basically, you get, you know, in the best possible scenario, the continuation of the Elite saga, which in... January to February 2020 in the summer of 2021 and now the spring of 2023. And it's been incredible. And CM Punk versus MJF. If we can get programs on each show as different in approach and philosophy, but of equal value to CM Punk versus MJF and Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page, mm. quid's in. Whether that happens or not is another matter. I'm still concerned about what happens with the pay-per-views, if, in fact, the Young Bucks kind of stomach being in the same building as CM Punk. Um, I'm also concerned about the world title situation. The titles are certainly mm. devalued enough as it is. I'm absolutely in favor of um, a world champion who floats between two shows. I do have a little cynical conspiracy theory. I think that because they're doing Starks versus Jay White. And I'm stepping on the dick of the preview, mm. but it's on Rampage. There's not much to talk about, <laughs> so I might as well repeat I myself. I could read through the matches and you just tell me which yeah, team's going to yeah, win. Yeah. And, yeah. I think that, and what a self-own of an origin story, if my conspiratorial rambling comes true, that is. What if they've Trojan-horsed this international title Basically, a synonym of a world title. Okay. They've Trojan horsed it, knowing that collision was coming, by having Orange Cassidy elevate it to like a really, really cool extent. Yeah. So much so that it's already like leapfrogged the TNT title in terms of prestige. Mm -hmm. So it's a prestigious title, the name of which is a synonym of world. What if, because Starks versus White is happening on Dynamite, which Jay White's probably going to win, Jay White then has Cassidy at the pape, beats him for the international title, and then they just kind of promote it. In plain sight, is, well, it's essentially a world title. It's the international title. It's carried by Jay White, who is not feeling it yet, but will be a top star in AEW. And a Jay White versus CM Punk feud for the international title give the international title to Punk off the back of that. Wow. It just ipso facto becomes a world title. That 
Trojan horses it to a level that I think is a lot more organic and they can pretend oh, it just kind of happened like this <laughs> rather than say, all right, there's the AEW World Title 2, or the Collision Title, which sounds crap. But it's WWE brain. It will rot you. It yeah. will rot you. Um, so who the hell knows? Can I just, before we move on as well, the second coming is so perfect. Yeah. If CM Punk is coming back as the meta narcissist messiah savior figure who's pulling AEW back from the brink of distant number two WWE light, and he's the heel who's going to restore it to former glory and be the dollars and cents that this company needs. The second coming is a perfect name. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's the second time he's coming to AEW as well, so I get that. <laughs> So if he comes back as a heel on with that sort of character, like blessing AEW with his presence once again, that's a perfect name. If he's coming back as a babyface, which business-wise makes sense, yes. narratively it does not. Business in terms of who he can work with and who it's believable who he's working with, it kind of makes no sense for him to come back as a babyface, but we are where we are. And if he's coming back as a babyface and he's coming back on a show named The Second Coming, it's either, I think it's just trolling. <laughs> he loves playing with his reputation. He loves laughing at people. I mean, this is a man who literally adopted Kenta's go to sleep because people on the boards were accusing him of pilfering everything he did from bureau scene at the time. Like, oh, well, it's trolling and just literally do that and have it as my finish, which got really over. So the second coming is just funny. It plays yeah. with his reputation. And he's very self-aware that he's some kind of, he thinks of himself as some kind of messiah, savior figure. So either way, big, big, big fan of yeah. the name. Yeah, it's it's all starting to feel very real now with these reports coming out. And uh, I had hoped that the uh, billion-dollar TV deal would... Put those ugh, boring, played out, bad faith conversations on social media. Like you say, I shouldn't just, I should just not look at them. Put them to bed. But now they'll probably say, yeah, actually, Tony Khan probably secretly owns Warner Brothers Discovery, and that's yeah. probably why they, he's, he's paying himself. If anything, look, AW could have a t- could have had a TV deal from the beginning to now to. 20 years in the future where the companies pay them zero dollars and they would still be absolutely fine because of the financial backing they've had. Yeah. Granted, maybe some point the Khan family would say, all right, uh, maybe we need to make some money from this. But, look, can we stop ratings discourse now? Like, No, 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 they're just going to... We almost did, but then it's going to come back. Mm. Anyway, let us know your thoughts on the TV deal on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. We'll be talking more about it later on Wrestle Culture. But let's turn our attention to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. Stick around. We've got a new game to play. But how are you feeling uh, about tonight's show, Sige? Adam Wilborn, what am I looking at on my phone right now? Oh, it's uh, it's, it's not your alarm clock. It's not my alarm clock, is it? Because uh, why? When I'm out on the, on the lash... I want to lash. I'm going for a few beverages, a few alcoholic beverages on Saturday. Going to a lovely Japanese street food restaurant. I keep forgetting it's not tonight, isn't it? It's Saturday night. It's Saturday night. So on Sunday morning, when I'm nursing a hangover, 
knowing that about mid-morning the kids are going to come back after staying over somewhere. Um, I'm probably just going to want to uh, either sleep in. My body will not let me. I can't sleep in after mm. I've had a drink. I can't my body, because I straddle two, two time zones, mm -hmm. the best of times through my job. I, my body just says, it's half five. Mm -hmm. It's the latest you can stay in bed. <laughs> I will not be awake. Well, I will be awake. I'll try to get back to sleep. And do I want to watch Rampage? Or do I just want to feel sorry for myself? Oi, Tremors on. It's, not, it's gone off Netflix UK. What? Tremors 2, Aftershocks, is on. And it's all right. As far as sequels go, it's all right. It cannot possibly replicate the magic of the original. Well, we should probably, you know... Make a cause make a moment then here and just say very quickly from all of us here at what culture. Bye, Bye tremors. I <laughs> told you a million times, and you need to watch it. The original Tremors is the perfect movie. Mm. And the perfect when have you steered movie. me wrong? Remember uh, Pando, and you were like, "What was it? Oh, Point Break?" We've got to watch Point Break. Oh, Tremors is perfect. It is so well written. It encompasses and just fluidly moves through so many different genres. It looks beautiful. It's heartwarming. It's scary. It's really funny. It's got the sort of triumph. It's got like a really great cast of characters, great performances, great creature effects. It's just a fantastic time. It's timeless. It's comforting. It's... I want to write an editorial about how much <laughs> I love Tremors. I like that as an idea. I might ask Murray if I can, uh, like, just have an afternoon. A day sabbatical. A day-long sabbatical writing a movie editorial. Lone move to what culture film and TV. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, yeah, tonight's show. Tremors 2. <laughs> Who cares about... Uh, this well, card. A part of it is leading to, I reckon there's two matches on this this card that is setting up stuff for future pay-per-views. Let's yeah. talk about the one that's well, going let's down. Talk, let's talk about Tremors 2. <laughs> there's, so what happens, spoilers, if you want to skip ahead and don't want to have spoilers for Tremors 2, one member of the original cast doesn't return. Oh. He's too big for it, realistically. So um, he's replaced. But to soften the blow, they have some like meta fun with it. Where this guy keeps saying, you know, I'm not the original guy. And it's quite good. There's a different creature. Ooh. And it looks pretty terrible, which removes me from it. Because the first Tremors has got great creature effects. And they do this very early digital effect with the new creatures in the second film. And it just looks quite bad. But I tell you what. I will tell you what. The performances are great. There's a really nice subversion of, like, a male gaze scene where you think, oh, it's getting a bit dirty as Tremors. No, it's not. They know ah. their audience. They want everyone to be involved in this. Um, and Fred Ward, man. He's just <laughs> a delight of an actor. His wonderful leading man charms carry material that knows it's not quite as good, but just wants you to have fun with it anyway. So you're not going to watch Rampage on Sunday morning? No, I might watch... Uh, I'm doing a community rewatch. But I'm in season four now. Mm. 
Talk about know. community because it's rampage <laughs> very quickly. Three first three seasons are fantastic. It might disappear up its own arse by season three, and it kind of loses the core of what the show is, and it's less hangout and more high concept and meta, and it just kind of veers too far in that direction. Four, they lose the original showrunner, hey. and it just feels a little bit less clever and intelligent and sharp. Then five, he comes back. Do I suffer through four? Yeah. If five sounds like it's worth it. I've never watched Community. It's fantastic. Anyway, let's talk about Rampage. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, um, I said they were sort of leading towards two the different... sense of adventure in Tremors 1 is unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, it just feels like you want to be involved. Mm. So let's talk about a couple of matches on this show, at least. Because I sense one of these matches is setting up a potential title challenge at Double or Nothing. I'm talking, of course, of the acclaimed and daddy ass uh, versus the Butcher of the Blade and Kip Sabian. Um... Good challenges for the trios championships. Yeah. I'm not sure. They're over, so it's given them something to do. I don't like the idea of Daddy Ass Billy Gunn working sequences in the dark, live on pay-per-view, mm. when it's one of those where you, you measure your expectations for this, for this trios title win in that... The elite start to embroil themselves in a really fascinating story worthy of what they can do the second they lose these trios titles. Every hope we had for them, realistically, I don't think has been met. When people were fantasy booking this trios title tournament and you know it's just being a championship for years before yeah. it happened. And in a big blow to Tony Khan's perception, I saw more fantasy booking ideas that I enjoyed than what we've actually had with these trios titles, so I don't consider them prestigious. If nothing else, I made my peace with, right, okay, party match city. I want to be exhilarated. 
I want to watch these incredibly convoluted twisting sequences where you just lose your mind for a nice 15-minute stretch. And look, Daddy Ars has done awesome, awesomely to get over. Do I want to watch him in that kind of trios context? Not particularly, but I understand why they're going this route. This match obviously exists to set it up as a um, simplistic bit of building block booking. I guess it makes sense. You've got the people, they've got the unit that they narrowly, narrowly got past in the Battle Royale to just solidify their cases, mm-hmm. pay-per-view worthy contenders. So it's not particularly inspiring, must-see, entertaining television, but it all, it all makes sense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll never turn down the opportunity to watch The Butcher and the Blade on telly. I love them. I love them. Um, it's 6.57 out of 10. Rampage Fair, this uh, with a predictable winner. The raps at the House of Black's expense can, can be, they have the potential to be amusing, maybe even cathartic if people aren't fans of the sort of lawness, the lawness of it all. Mm. Uh, and I suppose with, if because I think the, the lighting was was fairly divisive when it comes to that trios championship match that we saw on Dynamite. Get rid. You didn't get like it. Rid. Hamlet was was kind of a fan of it, but if you have a, I'm pretty sure we got two Dynamites until double or nothing. But you have maybe one. It'll have to be literally next week, and then Adam, one more trios championship match where people are subjected to that lighting. I just want one more thing to establish it. So that the dealer's choice from the uh, acclaimed is put these bloody lights on. I want to see these beautiful people out here, and maybe that'll get a nice little. Uh, I want to see all these beautiful people scissoring. Yeah, and that will help us to win or something like that. Uh, I don't necessarily think this effect, this choice, has been put in place to then subvert it like that. But it should be. They should reverse engineer a way to get rid of it. You. Listener might like it, and you're well within your rights to do so. I and if I was on an island hating it, I wouldn't. Not that it matters. Not that I can man- manifest anything. But I wouldn't be sat here saying they should get rid of it. They should get rid of it. They should get rid of it. If I was the only person who didn't like something, for example, I saw loads of people just laugh at it mm. and mock it and scoff at it and say it's WCW Thunder, it's like Heroes of Wrestling, it's like five-star wrestling, it's hokey, it's distracting, it's ultimately pointless. Mm. I think they will get shot of it, and I think that there is more than enough dissenting voices. Look at the talent involved in that match. Like, Bandido's a world-class talent. Yeah. Trent Barretta's one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. Chuck Taylor despite not being as athletically as impressive as his two, three amigo stablemates, knows how to lay out a match like no one's business. He's an underrated mind, I mm. think, in wrestling. Um, Plunder Brawl Chuck Taylor is, like, very, very good indeed. Yeah, I saw someone sharing their wild one with uh, Santana and Ortiz. He, uh, I think yesterday. Jerry Lynn and Chuck Taylor were both, like, really praised yeah. for their um, efforts in putting that thing together. I can't think of a more quiet... Trios match? No. Get rid of those lights. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's leading to, to double or nothing, I assume. Mm-hmm. And, you, uh, and you sort of are in agreement with that one. Another match seems to be setting up the road, a long road, this, so stay with me, to Forbidden Door. Urgh. 
because the match I'm talking about is Carl Flitcher versus Action Andre. Remember him? Because long-term, you're doing potentially Osprey versus Orange Cassidy all over again. I, or, as people have pointed out before me, which kind of knocks me, actually, <laughs> that they're hiding in plain sight the true purpose of what Aussie Open are going to do over the summer. You've seen Don Callis' Twitter bio. Yes, bruv. The bruv thing, an obvious reference to one Will Ospreay. And I had remembered this. There was a backstage conversation that took place between Osprey and Callis. And it's this all building on the idea that, and Callis has mentioned the injuries that have been piling up for Kenny Omega for quite some time. He's always, when calling a Kenny Omega match, made reference to the fact that, you know, he's 50% when he first returned. And then at Wrestle Kingdom, I think he said, look, an 80% Kenny Omega is still better than a 100% Will Ospreay. But the idea is that Don Callis, that Carney, who's such a complete dickhead, will turn his back on his family to get a younger meal ticket. And they've been telling the story that Will Ospreay is, in fact, the next Kenny Omega. And Don Callis is so awful that you'll think, well, if I've got the next Kenny Omega, I can just simply abandon the old, increasingly broken down Kenny Omega. He's flogged this horse, and now he's jumping onto the younger, quicker one. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that even though he beat up Cassidy, I think it was just a statement of... It's no coincidence that I'm attacking and attacking someone and returning mm. on the same show that Callis turns. I think we are like doing these sort of indirect connections. Um, and I think fans were asked to put those two things together. I certainly would not turn my nose up at Osprey um, Cassidy too. Mm. Absolutely not. It was fantastic. But obviously... <laughs> Again, kind of a given this. Kyle Fletcher attacks Orange Cassidy on Dynamite backstage whilst whilst that trio's championship match was going on with the House of Blick. Um, there's no way he goes, and I'm going to ride that wave of momentum now to a loss on Rampage before eventually challenging Orange Cassidy on a future episode. It's, it's, right, you've done the attack, now let's get you a W, and then you yeah. can go from there. Yeah. And it's unfortunately, Action that- Andretti's the one being fed to him. This type of storytelling makes sense. Like Rampage, you need it. You do need to do this kind of booking. You need it to be basic, if uninspiring and dry and logical to establish things that make sense because otherwise it just doesn't. Rampage is full of the, oh, well, it makes sense to do this. Mm. Like it makes sense for Tony Storm, Tony Storm to get a win. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those where... So uh, we can probably just not talk about that upcoming match. Oh, no, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, it's an element of when they used to say, this person's on a 20-match win streak, and we go, well, what would we go, actually? <laughs> because they'd been racking it up on dark or dark yeah. elevation or whatever. This is just more of a formal, there you go, there's, an, there's a win you've seen on TV, let's take that to, to Dynamite or, or Paper or whatever it may be. Um, speaking of predictable, Mogul Embassy versus Dark Order, Swerve and Brian Cage. It's not going to be a good night to be John Silver or Alex Reynolds, this, is it? No, but uh, look, we know who's going to win. It's not the Dark Order. The idea of Brian Cage and John Silver interacting, I think, will make me go, hmm. And genuinely, some of the work could be like stupidly exhilarating, dumb jock action. So I'd 
Is anyone doing cartwheels over the prospect of this? Is anyone idly thinking, God damn it, just two more days, one more day, and get to see this? No, that never happens on Rampage. But as far as Rampage tier efforts go, this could be a lot of fun. I have a question for you, Michael Sajak. Yeah. How long is this Keith Lee Swerve thing going to keep going on for? Because no. it happened... It's cold as ice. What was the Jericho-Keith Lee match? was, what, three weeks ago? They're just I Because they've had Cole and Jericho stuff, certainly for the last fortnight. They're just not hammering this. Because they don't have a story. They told the story last year. It is May. They told the story last year that they had this in-ring chemistry that was very successful. They were like, they complemented each other beautifully. Mm. They expressed this chemistry through some awesome double-team moves. If Keith Lee doesn't have something, Swerve had it. Yeah. If Swerve didn't have something, this monstrous power, Keith Lee had it. Great tag team unit. But they didn't get on. Keith Lee didn't like that Swerve Scott, uh, Swerve Strickland uh, tried to take so many shortcuts, and that he was a bit of a dick. <laughs> Keith Lee's just a more sound stand-up dude, and increasingly just grew tired of Swerve's um, attempts to cheat. They fell out. Six months later, they have a match. Like, Tony, what have you done? It feels it's impossible like to care about this. they keep having to do, like, a big thing to revamp it. And then they go, right, that'll tie us over for another month. I like for, I forget that both of these people are both of these guys are in in all elite wrestling in the first place. I just forget. They just don't feel like they are a part of it. Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah, no, I I mean I I'm angry about it more so than annoyed at, at you know, or, or just sort of indifferent. Because you and I have campaigned for Swerve on numerous occasions. I think he could be sensational. I think you could easily have him be the, oh, you bastard. You're the one who takes it off Orange Cassidy, for yeah, example. Yeah. Perfect. Because you, you're unorthodox. He's unorthodox to a certain extent. But he's, oh, you, you git. He's yeah. a great git. He's a great git. <laughs> but this food's impossible to care about. Mm. Um. What's next for the guns? We haven't seen. Have we even seen them since they dropped? Why asking us that? Because we hear from them tonight. Oh, <laughs> what a what a misfire all that was. What very a convoluted way, wasn't it? Like yeah. numerous times now, I've looked at AW and gone, "You're really, really, really good, Tony, at building someone up to winning that title." And then you go. Right, that'll, that's enough, isn't it? Yeah. Like, no, no, just hold your attention on that for just a couple more yeah. months. Is this the hard part? Yeah, yeah. Better at doing the hard part. Um, This tag division doesn't exist. Nope. This tag division is the champions versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Been this way since, what, full gear last year? Like, the Lucha Bros are the ROH Tag Team Champions. Top Flight are cursed again. The books are in a different storyline. Um, oh, that's where Action Andre's been, by the way. Phil told me this, because I haven't been keeping up with Ring of Honor. Yeah. He's just been drafted into Top Flight because of the awful injury, obviously. No less than three of the key tag teams last year have either they've split up. So you had Undisputed Era, and then Bobby Fish went. Mm-hmm. 
you had uh, Jurassic Express split, Team Taz split, Swerve and Our Glory split. They've not really built any more tag teams to replace them other than Jarrett and Lethal. It's, it's what's, the word I'm, what's the expression I'm looking for? It's just as well that they're so entertaining mm. because they are masking a criminal lack of depth considering what your roster is. Mm. So what I'm trying to say is I've got no idea who the guns are going to... You claim they're in the trios division now. Mm-hmm. They can't do FTR guns again. They've finished that story. FTR are involved in another program. Who's a babyface tag team that the guns can target? Racking my brains over here. I've got honestly no idea. Like... Uh, uh, the tag team, the AEW tag team division, literally disappeared so quickly, or so, rather so gradually that I didn't even know. Mm. I'm sure they'll be very entertaining there. I watched the interview they did with uh, Simon Miller, which is still available on our YouTube channel. I love those boys. They, I think you know they've got a great future and. But yeah, I've no idea what they they're setting up tonight well, or to, uh, tomorrow night. I should say. No idea. Let us know in the comments below. Mm. Uh, finally, Tony Storm versus Alison Kay. Tony Storm is going to win. Why do you think that? Because she is. <laughs> like, uh, she is. Yeah, they've got the, the, the six woman on the... Uh, it's like watching... about next week. Honestly, it's, it's like watching jacked metal, <laughs> heat, velocity, main event, superstars, mm. worldwide Saturday night. So I thought I'd make, I figured you'd say something. Rampage. Figured you'd say something like this. And, you know, we make a stand for the women's division when it comes to AW Dynamite. There needs Level to be, up. There needs to be more than one obligatory women's match on Dynamite and hopefully on Collision, obviously, going forward. There is another That's thing. That's the cheat code, though, isn't it? Mm. There is another thing we need to do. There'll be two uh, primetime women's matches a week now. But there's another thing we need to tackle that goes on in Rampage that one of our brilliant loyal listeners has spotted. So it's time to play the game, but not the one you're thinking of. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to well, a new... Well, first of all... Hey. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. This is the problem, right? We've got... I've got eight pages. <laughs> first of all... It's time to play the game! Time to play the game. Bye, Tamina. <laughs> right. But shout out to the brilliant. I've been saving this for a few weeks because it needs a an establishment and then a follow-up following week. And we haven't got a bank holiday, thankfully, this Monday. Um, so we can review Rampage then. So shout out to the brilliant Mark Lee Winners, who's made us... This. Of the week. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, for this <laughs> one. Uh, I'll read the email he sent me about this recently. Uh, like most people, I'm getting sick of JR's pervy comments every time he's on commentary. Uh, with his, that's a good, that's a good T-shirt. When referring to Anna J, which seems harmless, but with his context makes it, ugh. Um, and his trusty old 
drowsled braille. I thought I'd create a little jingle for you. Just to clarify, though, Mark Lee Willis, as we always say, we're not trying to trivialize it, but we are highlighting the times he's a dirty old bastard. Um, and hopefully shine the light on this issue. Look, he is a legend in... He's doing Mark Lee Willis and our nuts in. Cheers for all your support, Mark. Mark, thank you for this. Yeah, he just... You, how many times do you have to tell him on this podcast? Rain it in a bit. How many times has AEW management told him that he can't, you shouldn't be doing this? Not being funny, right? If you have formed one interpersonal relationship with a woman, you will know that they've experienced, at a minimum, harassment. Yeah. At a minimum, harassment. Why would a woman watching Rampage, who wants to get into AEW, which, by the way, has really not done anywhere near enough to secure a decent um following with women compared mm-hmm. to WWE. Yeah. There's various reasons for that. Why would you want to go and watch an old man leer on the female talent? There's two examples I can think of off the top of my head where Jim Ross has just basically treated Rampage like he's scrolling through his Twitter feed. One time off the top of my head, um, it was a match between, I think it was Hikaru Shida and the Bunny, before which, of course, the Bunny and her storyline associate, Penelope Ford, made their way to the ring. Tony Schiavone trying to put across the idea that they are playing unhinged, uh, devious characters, um, said, well, there are a couple of creepy gals. Jim Ross in response, and this is not me doing a Jim Ross bit, shoot said, that's one way of putting it. I might not put it that way. I kind of like them. Why? I've got four good guesses. Yeah. He also said when Emi Sakura was chopping the chest of uh, Taya Valkyrie. I lost my train of thought. Why, Jim? He also said (laughs) on the fight feed before the weigh-in in February 2020, Mm -hmm. it wasn't all perfect, when... The ring girls came down the entranceway to do the weigh-in segment, the combat sports-styled weigh-in segment between John Moxley and Chris Jericho. They got the ring girls. It was all a bit uh, antiquated, if I'm being perfectly honest. Jim Ross on the fight feed, forgetting that he was not on television, saw a woman he found uh, attractive Mm -hmm. and said, holy shit, what was that? That. So what's his pervy comment this week going to be? Yep. Well, it's Tony Storm. So I thought he might say something to the effect of, well, if I saw that storm coming my way, I wouldn't batten down the hatches. I'm speechless. You had the same idea. Well, I'll tell you what mine was going to be, and I, we'll, we'll, we'll conclude here, because I thought he was going to go, yeah, sort I of... i got a sandbag for her right here. I thought he was going to say... Oh, God. Well, you know, the phrase is, any port in a storm. Well, if there was a storm, I wouldn't mind going to that. Like, eh, yeah, same yeah, time, the same yeah. thing. Why don't he just call them out? <laughs> well, I tell you what, Jim... 
that Sweet Cheeks music. Ooh, that looks like it hurts. I would not want to be on the receiving end of that. I don't know. I think I'd quite like it. Yeah, he's basically going to say, oh, I wish I was Allison K for that one specific second. Just calm it down, Jim. Well, thank you, Mark Lee Willis. That is our predictions for this week's. One on one makes chaos, nipples hard. Of the week. We'll circle back to that on Monday and review this whole show. Let us know your thoughts ahead of it uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. You can check out the SmackDown preview right now. And we'll be coming your way later on today with WrestleCulture with a hashtag bloody good quiz. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we. See you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.